Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello and welcome to the podcast, the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm your host, Lauren Sweeney, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Our guest, Amber Vilhauer, is a leading digital marketing strategist who supports authors, speakers, and coaches alike to establish a powerful, integrated online presence that gets results and empowers them to make a difference in their industry. Since starting her agency, NGNG Enterprises, which stands for No Guts, No Glory, in 2017, she has spent her career impacting her community and building strong strategic alliances with industry leaders and game changers across the web. Today, she is going to help you, no matter if you're a leader, a CEO, or an entrepreneur, in helping figure out what is your brand, what does your website need to look like, in she has helped been the launch manager behind dozens of number one best-selling books including those for mark victor hansen brendan bouchard martin lindstrom just to name a few she was recognized as the female entrepreneur of the year congratulations at the 18th annual cv awards for women in business and at the 14th annual 2021 women in business and the profession world awards Welcome, Amber, to the podcast. We're excited to have you on today. <laughs> well, I'm just so happy to be here because I really resonate with the company's core values and the message that you're getting out to everybody. It's it's right up my alley, Lauren. So it's good to have this conversation. Absolutely. So much of what you do is so aligned, right? And we have so many people that are listening that are an entrepreneur or they're a leader or they're creating this side hustle in the hopes of it going big, of them writing that book, of them starting that business. Talk to me about some of the things that you're most passionate about right now. Well, I'm really passionate about how to develop human connection in a digital world. And I think that comes from the first 20 years of my life sort of feeling invisible. And I had a very successful, popular, gorgeous older sister who really took up a room, any room that she was in. I mean, she was Miss Teen Arizona for crying out loud. And so for <laughs> me growing up, I, I was not Miss Teen Arizona. Um, and I just became more of an observer. I was a very quiet kid. And um, growing up, I just didn't really feel seen and, and valued in the way that I observed her to be seen and valued. And look, I love my sister. We're close. It's it's not an issue. But um, just to say that the first time, Lauren, that I remember feeling seen and heard and valued um, was when I was, gosh, 19 or 20 years old. And that feeling was something I had never experienced before. It was so joyful. And I just thought every human being deserves to feel this feeling. And then I don't know if it was subconsciously driven, but everything that's happened in my life since then is really on this effort to really help people to feel seen. Um, not like, oh, in the way that you're just a number and I just need to impact as many people as possible and I'm on my own agenda doing my own thing, maybe for really good reasons, but to actually stop and be present to the people that are in our ecosystem and to really let them know that without them, we wouldn't be where we are. And so everybody ends up being special and important. 
And if we can take that awareness and bring that into a website so that when a total stranger comes in, they feel seen and valued, like legitimately, like you're sitting there present to them. You can really accomplish this with video and the way that you express yourself on your website. It's not just a brochure. It needs to be a reflection of, of your personality and what's important to you. That can also happen in your marketing and in the course of a book launch. So as you can see, Lauren, I'm all about relationships, very passionate about it. I'm passionate about bringing connection back. And I think that we have to be careful about the dangers of technology and automation because it can strip out that human connection. And we've even observed how that has changed our social interactions and the way that we feel about ourselves. So I'm on a mission to change that. Oh, I love that. I love too how you're talking about just a website can make you feel seen. You know, yesterday my daughter was going to do a gymnastics tryout. She's nine. And do you know that she wanted to pick that gymnastics studio because they made her feel seen. They made her feel important. They paid attention to her versus her other studio where she was treated kind of as a number. Literally, it, you see this all over to your point. And I love that you're saying, yes, how do we bring that into the digital world? How do I help your, your clients in your example in a digital space, help people feel seen and heard? Because when people know and like and trust you, they're going to want to work with you. And even beyond working together, that's what I hear you saying. One of your values must be connectivity or vulnerability or relatability. That type of human connection is really where we're going to impact people across the globe. Yeah, it's it's very true. I mean, core values like better together. I noticed yours is people first on the website. Um, yes. You know, it, it's true. And so something that just even happened yesterday, Lauren, as I was on a strategic coaching session with somebody and she wanted to rush to get to the point of like, well, what's my rebrand going to look like? And, and how are we going to do the marketing? And I said, whoa, first we need to really look at who's the one person that you want to serve more than anybody else in the world. Now, you've maybe heard of the avatar exercise, like, oh, well, it's a man or woman between 35 and 65 with 2.5 children. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, for all of you business owners out there, or if you're an artist and you want to have an Instagram page, like anybody can find value out of this exercise that I'm about to share with you, that you really have to think about if you only could work with one person for the rest of your life, who would that person be? Better be somebody that you like. <laughs> Um, and really create a fictitious character around this. So for me, uh, my person is named Heather. I've never met this person before. I don't even know of anybody in my world that that really closely resembles Heather. Doesn't matter. But Heather is a stay-at-home mom. She has two children, seven and five, and she kind of lost herself. And she was aware of it about five years in. And so she started this little blog. She started doing yoga and paying attention to her wellness routine. And she starts blogging about the things that was working for her to get to know herself again and to open back up. And she loves writing, but she hates the technology. And I know what her guilty pleasures are. I know what she's stressed out about. I know that she worries that her husband is just looking at this as another hobby. I know how she, what she thinks about when she's folding laundry, Lauren. I know everything about Heather. I wrote a day in the life of this woman. Now, what's interesting about this, when I share this with my coaching clients, they say, oh, but Amber, you know, I want to work with men and women and I want to work with all the people. I can help everybody. That's great. And so can I. 
But the purpose of this exercise is it gives us a level of specificity in the branding and in the website and in the marketing and all of the things that are to come. We have to be able to speak into Heather when she you know, lands on the website. So she feels like, oh my gosh, I thought you were talking directly to me in that video. Do you know how many times I start a sales conversation where somebody comes in, never met them before, and they say, I swear, I thought you were talking to me. I watched all your videos on YouTube. That's because you can get that level of specificity in the avatar exercise. And it just changes everything. So I do encourage everybody to start there. And when you look at that piece, I mean, 70% of my clients right now are men and they're not stay-at-homers. They they have very successful businesses. They're launching books. They're speaking. They have no fear. They know themselves, sort of. <laughs> I think we all have work to do in that in that regard. But the point is, is that this avatar, you start to share common core values. And again, I have to give you kudos to the, the Rise Up website because you've listed that so well. I mean, you've really done the work on your brand. You know who you're trying to attract in. And that's probably why you are successful and why you guys are growing in the way that you are. So that website is important because it's a very interactive tool. And the last thing that I'll share, Lauren, because this is important. When COVID hit, it disrupted marketing in a very significant way. And now more than ever before, consumers are making intuitive decisions, right? So that sexy marketing headline that you just spent all of that money on and all the time and energy, it's not working in the way that it used to three years ago. And so people go to the website and they're looking at your colors and you're, they're looking at the font. They're looking at the photos that you have carefully selected. They're watching how you're doing your video. Are you authentic or are you scripted? You know, what is, what's the energy that I'm feeling when I'm with you? That's not a woo thing. This is like, we all make those intuitive choices all day long. The website, the way you do video, your marketing, it had better be consistent. And again, if you're just doing the, these practices for one person, you develop this emotional connection with that person and then everything becomes consistent. So all of a sudden, that's when the brand really starts to take off. And these are the, some of the things that I talk about with all of my clients, no matter at what stage of business they're in when they find me. I love that, that specificity so that it's consistent so that when people follow you, then they're like, oh, there's Amber. She's on YouTube. It's the same message. It's the same authenticity when she's on the podcast. And then when she meets me in person, I feel like I already know Amber because you've already yep. been so authentic. And that is a common thing that people will bring up. Well, I don't want to narrow too much, but yet we end up serving no one. It's basically what you found and we have too. And yes, let's talk about values. How do you see that playing in? That is definitely something that's big for us. It's like, what are our values? And then how do we correlate it? Because if you have the same values that I have, we're going to be the perfect match in terms of working together and building that trust. Talk to me about that. I have this client, uh, Darius Mershazadeh. And I will never forget Darius. He, first of all, nobody can forget Darius because he has this really like amazing brand. It's centered around pink unicorns. He's this really fun loving guy, enormously successful in the mortgage space. And then he, you know, exited out and now he uh, created this amazing book called The Core Value Equation. 
And I'll never forget the first call that I had with Darius um, because, you know, he was a referral from one of my other clients. There's a lot of word of mouth that powers our success. And so Darius comes in and he puts me on the spot and says, what are your core values? And I said, oh, I yeah, let me pull those up. And I'm trying to find the graphic that tells me what my core values are. <laughs> And he totally called me out like hardcore. And he's like, see, all of these CEOs are so full of blank. I mean, he <laughs> he said, you, you need to live your values. You don't need to try to find a document to remember them. You need to live them. They, they're the language of the organization. They're the things that help guide your decisions. And he totally schooled me on it, Lauren. And I share that freely because... Since then, I have observed that the vast majority of people have to go back to some sort of documentation to really figure out what their core values are. Um, so anyway, because of Darius, I did the work. And it wasn't hard work, by the way. I mean, it really wasn't. His book is very well structured. So it's just an easy exercise and some thinking time and you're there. But all of a sudden, I rolled out the core values into my organization. It changed everything. We have had hyper growth. We're on the ink list this year because of it. I mean, the awards, I mean, I'm not normally an awards person. I mean, my team submitted those on my behalf because I'm about the work and the service. Um, but the core values I have to say were a huge reason why we are where we are today, because it gives you that level of specificity and it gives you that languaging in your marketing and people either re resonate with it or they don't. On my website, ngngenterprises.com, I know it's a mouthful, um, you'll see the core values listed right there on the homepage. I've got a video from my team where they're all sharing about what they think the meaning of the core values are. And now it's, it's a thing. You'll see it all over our social media. And it's great for qualifying the right people to work with us. So one example is that uh, one of our core values is unwavering excellence. Now, note, it's not perfection because I don't believe in that. And I give the team a very clear reminder that I'm not expecting you to be perfect, but I am expecting you to be excellent. And that raises the bar in the organization. And that matters to me. So unwavering excellence is one of the core values that we live by. But then on the website, front facing to prospects, you'll see the opening headline is that we want to work with people who are serious about wanting to get results. Well, that word right there, that phrase is a massive qualifier because most people really aren't that serious. They want to believe that they're committed, but that's different than being really serious. I only want to work with people that are like, you know what? I am so passionate about my message and the impact that it's going to have in the world that I will overcome my fears, my insecurities, my mental garbage. I will be successful. Now, maybe they need structure and team and validation and tools and support and that sort of thing. I can provide that all day long, but I can't help somebody be serious. Either you are or you aren't. So the core values can help internally, internally in your culture. It can help externally in attracting the right people into you. And now, Lauren, it feels like I have some sort of unicorn company where everything is just so good. I didn't even know it could be this good, but it can. And I think core values are a big part of that. I love that. I love that. Also, you mentioned the team. And I, I can't wait. I've got to go check out your website with the video. Of the the values. <laughs> I love that because we work with a lot of teams and companies. And oftentimes there's a disconnect between the company values and then the individual's values. 
And that's often where, you know, conflict comes up or people feel like maybe I should go seek a different company or I just don't quite feel right. It's pretty cool because I've even done that values work with like my kids, my husband, oh, wow. where they <laughs> values. It works all levels. I also love how you talk about the flow and you, you equate it to being related to values, but just in alignment, feeling good and that clarity. Because first you mentioned the avatar and knowing Heather, your ideal client, this fictitious Heather and knowing what she was going to do and who she is. So there's clarity for you and your team. Then there's clarity in your values. And it feels just like easy. Not that you don't work hard, not that, it, but it's simple. Like there's clarity there. And then now you're like, boom, thick. here's where we're going. This is what we're up to. And we're making an impact and it's fun. And I have joy. Most people going back to what you said about they're not serious about it do you want to overcome what's one of the biggest challenges maybe even internally that you had to overcome to get the success you have now hmm because core values is such a big one <laughs> i mean that could have been it was there a fear or anything oh, sure man i feel fear every single day i mean honestly that was why one of the reasons why I named the company NGNG, no guts, no glory. It was a phrase that my mom used to say to me all the time growing up. And I do put myself in positions of fear daily um, because I don't want to play small in this life. And it's a, it's just a daily exercise that has to happen. I remember when I was first afraid of recording video or afraid of hiring or afraid of than hiring that really big salary or afraid of sticking my neck out too far or, you know, asking for more than I ever had on a proposal before or fill in the blank. It's always something, right? And so entrepreneurs, you have to want that feeling of overcoming obstacles if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Um, so I would say that the, there's always some level of fear somewhere, but there's also a deeper knowing that I know who I am. Like I've done a lot of the personal work and I know that in times of crisis or conflict, that's where I really shine because I, I go back to that connection and I realize that we're all human. And that's why I don't have any issues with me airing my dirty laundry of my insecurities because like, I know we all have those, right? I just have the guts to say it out loud because I know I'm still productive in the world and doing good things. And so we can learn more from each other through that transparency. Um, I think that looking back on very clear moments in the company where I had to up level in a very significant way, um, it, it probably came down to some level of getting myself out of the position that I was in internally. Um, so one of the biggest hires that I made uh, was two years ago, and I hired a creative director to run the website agency. Well, up to that point, that was my baby. And I was fine with getting somebody else's help, but just completely removing myself out of web to really focus on expanding our book launch division that took a lot of trust. It took a lot of guts. And um, it was important to find the right leader to step in and feel like we aligned in values and that she was going to help take us where we needed to go. And she did. She did a great job. Then at last year, I found a leader to sit inside of the book launch division 
again, those, you just have to lean in, baby. That's one of our core values is lean in. You just got to keep leaning in and trusting that you're making good choices based on the core values. And then all of a sudden that frees you up for that next stage of growth. So I would say it's, it's probably just coming down to core values, leaning in, overcoming that fear, and then trusting people to help grow the organization so that you can continue to lead and be that visionary. Mm, I love that. So good. And like you said, many different moments as you do one big decision or one big new hire, one, you know, pivot, one asking for that gigantic proposal that's now probably <laughs> doesn't yeah, you grow, right? You incrementally yeah. get better and better. Amber, what is the best place that we can find you? I We've got your website as well. So it's her first and last name. If you're listening, it's Amber, A-M-B-E-R, and then her last name. So V-I-L-H-A-U-E-R.com. We'll link it in the show notes. Any other place that you love to live? What's your favorite social media platform? Just Google me and I'm wherever you like to be. Uh, I am spending more of my time on Instagram these days, which comes as a little bit of a surprise to myself because I was always a Facebook girl, but now I'm really enjoying um, Instagram even more and getting into those story-based videos and just exploring my personality a little bit more um, and sharing that, not being afraid to share that. So, uh, but I'm all over Google. I mean, my YouTube channel is full of value, tons and tons, hundreds of videos that you can get a really great education on websites, online marketing, book launches, business growth, team and leadership, culture, you name it. Um, I just love to serve. Oh, I love that. All right, Amber, I'm going to ask you kind of a closing question. And that is, what does rise up for you mean to you? <sighs> It actually reminds me of a moment that I had two years after the birth of my child, Clay, which was now about three years ago. And I was very, I was kind of stuck. I was frustrated. Um, I was burnt out and I was just trying to do all the things. And I was a firefighter wife, which is in and of itself a very different lifestyle and a CEO. And I've got this baby and I just wanted to do everything right. And there was this day where I decided to wake up two hours earlier than, than normal. And all of a sudden I had a great day. So the next day I wake up two hours earlier and then, you know, same thing. And I kept waking up two hours earlier than I normally would. And I was just happier and everything was in flow and harmony. And I thought, well, this is really interesting. And how could that be? And then it hit me this lightning bolt of consciousness that it's because you put yourself first. And you had been putting yourself last for so long and it just, you were burning out and it just wasn't good for anybody. But when I started to put myself first and take care of me, all of a sudden everything else just fell into alignment and it was working. So to me, when I think of rise up for you, while it's counterintuitive to many authors and speakers, cause we're all givers, you really do have to take care of yourself if you want to achieve the type of impact and legacy that you know, you and I both know you're here to achieve. Um, so that's what it makes me think of it, you know, putting you first for the betterment of humanity. I love your answer. I also love how you use the use of storytelling to show <laughs> it because that's awesome. So the audience can like, I'm right there with you imagining <laughs> You're, you have this little boy, you have clay and you're sitting there and you're like, 
I'm putting myself last. And literally you created that avatar, your ideal client, Heather, perhaps after some of the things that you went through. And as a mom, I can relate to that. But even if somebody's listening and they're not a parent, they can relate to putting themselves last in all different totally. forms. Oh, Amber, thank you so much for being here today. You're, you're awesome. Thank you, Lauren. I really, I love this. I love what you guys are doing. So thanks for having me. Oh, fantastic. What an incredible conversation. We could keep talking about just that specificity and that clarity and that sense of peace that you can get. Well, I appreciate you stepping up today and listening to the podcast for your personal and your professional growth. I'm Lauren Sweeney, the vice president here at Rise Up For You. And thank you for joining us. If you are looking to gain confidence, I invite you to download our free confidence kit at riseupforyou.com slash confidence. You'll get six videos and a workbook. We'll see you next time on the podcast.